This is We're Watching Stuff, a movie, TV show, and music podcast. Follow us on social media and listen on all streaming platforms. Welcome back to We're Watching Stuff. We've been watching some animated stuff. Trying to stay cool, both Mm. temperature and attitude wise <laughs> so if you hear a buzzing in the background it's our many fans because it's hot keep us cool we picked like the first 95 plus degree well it's like 97 but to record so yeah hope you can hear our sweat and <laughs> and feel us yeah well we got to watch the long-awaited scoob the remake reboot of Scooby-Doo. Uh, but we also watched Spies in Disguise with Which, Will Smith. If it went, if theaters were open <coughs> and it went to theaters, this I think this was it, on didn't my Didn't it go li- to theaters? I feel like it was supposed to come out post. I thought it went like the week of. Oh. And then it had to get pulled. Maybe. But we talked about Spies in Disguise. Either so way. we talked about... Uh, what is it? Supernatural uh, detectives and spy detectives. Actual <laughs> spies. Yeah. So, and they're both animated movies. They're both great movies. They're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, first, we're going to start with Spies in Disguise. But I dubbed this episode Scoob in Disguise. Scoob. Yes. So, have fun with that. Um, so, Spies in Disguise, uh, super spy Lance Sterling and scientist... Oh, I forgot to write his name down. Uh, are almost exact opposites, but when events turn, this duo is forced to team up. And basically, Tom Holland is a little young scientist who believes that we shouldn't u- fight fire with fire, and he believes we should fight fire with kindness because kindness overall is what we need right now. We need to bond together. Right. So his experiments are all non-lethal and all that stuff. And they're cute. They're cute. They're awesome. They're really cool. That's what I loved about it. Pretty creative. And Will Smith is a super spy who, you know. I work alone. I work alone. Hot shot. This invention is garbage. That's basically how it started, you know. And uh, then they got tied in together. And he tries to develop a camouflage, which ultimately turns him into a pigeon. It makes him virtually invisible. Yeah. Because he's a pigeon. Yeah. In my opinion, it was awesome. Like, the whole, like, pigeon aspect thing of it, too. Right. Um, It was just, like, trippy because it showed, like, the 360 view that pigeons have. <laughs> They're weird And eyes, you're just like, right? oh, my God, my face hurts. <laughs> like, uh, But um, it has all the same goofy little, like, ticks that you could have in an animated right. animal slash... Super spy, yeah. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. It was fun. You know, and if it, it actually, it got decent ratings. I forgot to write ours down, but it got decent ratings. And, you know, I more or less agree with the users of it. Well, I'll get to that later. Uh, Cast was Will Smith and Tom Holland as the two mains. Um, uh, Lance Sterling and Walter Beckett. Beckett, yes. Uh, Rashida Jones was also in it. Ben Mendelsohn also played the villain, the of villain. course. He's such a good He's bad guy. He's always a great bad guy. He's uh, also a good, good guy. 
Reva McIntyre basically played the M of this spy agency. Right, if, yeah. If you're any 007 fans out there. Uh, Rachel Brochon, uh, Karen Gillian, Messiah Oka, and DJ Khaled. DJ were Khaled. All, we're all in this. DJ Khaled actually did a good job, too. I liked his character. Right. Um, and it was interesting because Rashida Jones was, like, investigating, like, Lance because he's suspected of being the bad guy. And her two people were Karen Gillan and she was called Eyes. So she would, like, look at the room and, like, be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Like, she'd be able to scan things. <coughs> and DJ Khaled was, his name was Ears. And he was, like, the audio, like, mm-hmm. tapping into things. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. That they just called them eyes and ears. Right. I want a job like that. Right. <laughs> I'll be face, though. Face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're right. It'll be beard. Beard. Um, yeah. The directors were Troy Kwan. Kwan? 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 And Nick Bruno. And the writers involved Brad Copeland, Lloyd Taylor, and Cindy Davis. Uh, overall, animation, graphics, visuals were amazing they were beautiful not only did a lot of it get kind of trippy Mm -hmm. but it was actually interesting you know to see it that way and he had like a grenade called the kaleidoscope and if you don't know what a kaleidoscope is it's the it's the little tunnel you look through and you move the little glass end when you're looking at the light and it exploded like a flash grenade but instead of you know doing anything it just made his eyes look like a kaleidoscope (laughs) and it was the coolest most trippy thing right now like oh it's freaking me out just thinking about it right now because i can see it happening but it was awesome uh it you know and it other than that the like the story it also covers like it's that standard um this lone wolf needs to learn how to work with people and needs to learn that he's not alone yeah you know and this kid wants to prove that he can do this and it's it's one of those basic sand movies, obviously, you know, everything turns out well. It's just a lot of twists and turns. That's what I loved about it. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I loved it. I thought all the, like, so some of the inventions that Will, no, Walter. Walter, yeah. Um, created was, one was, like, a, a virtual hug or something like that. So it was basically like this giant airbag around your body. <laughs> so you wouldn't get hurt if you were like in an accident or if were falling from a great height. Um, I don't... Kitty glitter. Kitty glitter is, <laughs> yeah. was a cool thing. Oh, so yeah, yeah. instead of like a, you know, grenade that kills people. Or a flare. Or a flare. So it was this bomb of glitter that somehow projected like cat videos into the glitter and, like, the combination of the glitter and the cats, like, <laughs> released endorphins and everyone just, like, sits and stares. Aww. Aww. It's because he, I can't remember his explanation for it. It's pretty much was. Uh, but he, he, at the end of it, he says, uh, cats make people feel good. <laughs> or kittens make people feel good. Right. Or, or something like that. And I was like, yep. That's the only explanation you really need. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Do you have... You should get some trivia ready. I'm going to talk about the ra- uh, the release date and then the ratings really quick. Cool. Uh, it, it was really, yeah, December 25th, 2019. Really? Yes. For some reason, I thought it was a summer movie. No. Interesting. Okay. And uh, the ratings, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 75% overall. 
Users gave it a 92. And I agree with users. Yeah. It was actually really good. You know, I want to watch it again. You know, we bought it. We didn't even see it. We bought it. Right. And then we watched it. It was on sale. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. That was a good one. I really enjoyed it. But I'm a sucker for good uh, cartoon movies and stuff. Right. Um, so the this film was inspired by an animated short called Pigeon Impossible. Pigeon Impossible. Yeah. That came out in 2009. Nice. Um, was Will Smith involved? No, okay. I don't think so. But checking. it says Pigeon Impossible <laughs> was a tale of Walter, a rookie secret agent faced with a problem seldom covered in basic training. What to do when a curious pigeon gets trapped inside your multi-million dollar government issued nuclear briefcase no. so that's what new or pigeon impossible was about jeez so, so kind of inspirations from everywhere right this is will smith's first animated movie since shark tale yep yeah <laughs> in 2004 so it's been like 15 years since oh. he's done a voice for animated i movie. mean it was a really good one it had like a mix of it makes me like kind of rope it in with Megamind and The Incredibles, but also with like uh, Meet the Robinsons mm-hmm. and uh, shit. I had another better one. Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six. Yeah. yeah. And because it felt hero esque, that kid felt like a hero, right? You know, and he was a spy. His friend was a spy, and that's the vibe I I really dug yeah. about it. I thought it was cool, like, um, I know that's how they animate things, but you can, like, see, like, Will Smith and Tom Holland and Ben Mendelsohn, like, you can see their faces, kind of. some of their features. In the animations, and I think, I mean, it really came out with Will Smith, like, I could see him live-actioning, like, doing the exact same, like, emotions and, like, how his... Sorry. Like how his animated body moved. I was like, that's how Will Smith would do it in real life. Right. And yes, agreed. And the thing about Tom Holland is he's like, this is like his second movie in the past year. Right. Of animation. Third. Go to Tom Holland on IMDb. Is he doing a bunch of voice acting? Well, remember, he was on Onward. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you can, now that you think about it, you can kind of see similar face structures. You know? Right. But Tom Holland, you know, I love Tom Holland. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's a good Spider-Man, too. He's an okay Spider-Man. Fight me. Don't fight me. You're Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he voiced in Doolittle. We didn't see that one. Oh, that's right. So he has been doing voices, though. Right. There's a win. Um, I was on some sort of track. Right. The characters in uh, character design in this film are similar to characters used in Cloud with a Chance Meatballs. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big noses. Arthur Christmas. Oh, yeah. Hotel Transylvania. Oh, the long bodies. Right. Okay. Storks and Smallfoot. Um, Storks, yeah, yeah. That was another movie that I kind of put it with. Smallfoot is still one we need to watch. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Yeah, we do. Um, it says... Uh, Several of the principal actors, Mendelssohn, Karen, Tom Holland, Will Smith, have all either portrayed superheroes or supervillains in comic book films, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. Um, Agent Sterling has a tattoo of the U.S. Marine Corps emblem of the Eagle Globe and anchor on his left side of his chest above his heart. He ha- also has a high fade haircut, which is very common in Marines. Those clearly indicate that Agent Sterling is a Marine veteran. Hmm. 
which was kind of cool because they didn't yeah. say anything in right. the movie. Um, the original release date was January 18th, 2019. But then got pushed back to April and September, and then it came out on Christmas. Huh. In 2019. Wow. Uh, that's probably why we didn't get to it. Yeah. The seventh blues. This is the seventh Blue Sky studio film to have humans. Oh, Blue Sky. Because um, Ice Age, Rio, Epic. <laughs> Ice Age. Rio 2, Peanuts, and Ferdinand. Oh, Ferdinand. I don't Ferdinand. think you've seen that. The one with the bull. Oh, the bull. No, no, no. We haven't watched that one. Yeah. We're behind in our animation movies, you guys. Right. I think we've been catching up on TV shows. And rewatching Friends for the fourth time <laughs> this year. <laughs> just oh kidding. my gosh! I'm just kidding. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, but a lot of these things are like right. actor and actress connections, which right. I find kind of boring, to be honest. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. just letting you know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, let's move on to Scoob. Scoob. Scooby. Scooby Dooby Dooby Doo. Uh. Yeah, it was released May fifteenth, twenty twenty, on all, on uh, for uh, a digital download, right? Because of quarantine, and I think we bought it the day it came out because mm-hmm. we were just like, well, let's watch an, This is our best way to watch a new movie, right? We're gonna spend as much as we would on a movie ticket, so let's just do this, you know? Right. At first, I was kind of mad to spend twenty dollars on a digital movie, but then I was like, it would cost way more to go to the theater and right. see it, so. Um. So it's showing how Scooby and Shaggy became best friends and meet the group of ghost detectives, grow up and modernize. So basically, it, if you love, it showed a little bit of like pup named Scooby Doo because it showed their history as kids and it started off with Scooby, then meeting Shaggy, and then them meeting the others, and then investigating something accidentally, and then so on and so forth, and. It was a great thing because, you know, it was a, the test of friendship between Scooby and Shaggy and it's classic and uh, the it was had many, many, many great actors. Wait, am I right on saying Mark Wahlberg was in this? Yeah. So Will Forte was uh, uh, Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg was Blue Falcon. Mm, that's right. That's right. right. Jason Isaacs, uh, Gina Rodriguez as Velma. Zach Efron as Fred, uh, Amanda Seyfried as Daphne, uh, Tracy Morgan was in it. I won't tell you who because that's a spoiler. Uh, Ken Jeong, mm-hmm. uh, Simon Cowell as Simon Cowell, and Frank Welker was, of course, Scooby Doo. Uh, director was Tony. How do you say this? Saravone. Sure. Uh, writers Ke- uh, Kelly Freeman Craig. Uh, so what I love about it is it's just like a futuristic take on the gang. Right. And I think the best way to, cause like they've been trying, they've been keeping Scooby-Doo alive since I was little. Even before then. Yeah. And they've always fought like Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is a huge hit and mm-hmm. it literally kept everything going in my opinion. And then they kept making up, you know, new live actions, which I still love Matthew Lillard. Will Forte did a good, uh, Shaggy, but I right. miss Matthew Lillard a lot. Didn't he, like, come out and say that he was, like, kind of bummed that they didn't ask him? Mm-hmm. But good luck, sort Because of. it was a character that he was... He's been voicing Scoot or vo- Shaggy for such a long time. He's been voicing, and he's, like, 
than going to Comic Cons as him. Right. You know, so he's. I get it, but I get both ways. Is what I'm saying. It would have been. I mean, it would have been cool to have him back. Right. Uh, no, but yeah, what I loved most, it's like if you like that futuristic style that uh, Meet the Robinsons kind of portrayed, this kind of like brought it out. You know, they made their own like little world and I loved it. I just wish, my opinion, I loved a pup named Scooby-Doo. I wish they had more of that. But I guess if I wanted to, I could just go watch the originals. True. But, you know, I'm nostalgic like that. Right. Um. Do you have any... Like parts or any trivia? I mean, I thought it was cool because I thought like it was going to be like the typical they get called to go somewhere right. type of thing. But they kind of get roped into something bigger, mm-hmm. like an actual villain, not a super villain. Right. Not like they a, have to help these superheroes to be right. them. Not and along the way, the superheroes kind of have to figure out who they are, too. Right. Yeah, I mean, all the other Scooby-Doo stuff is usually a dude in a sheet, you know, Mm -hmm. messing with them. And so it was kind of cool to see how they adapted to work on, um, like, a real villain, a real bad guy trying to do stuff. I also really liked the intro when they did, like, the Scooby-Doo theme song. They, like, basically reshot or reanimated, like, Mm -hmm. from the TV show, the original, like theme opening right yeah and it was awesome yeah it was great i love zach efron as freddy yeah it was pretty awesome but it was it was a good movie i also i mean it's trivia but this is it's said to be the first installment of the hanna-barbera cinematic universe Hmm. so like other cartoons that are in hanna-barbera are like um the jetsons oh flintstones I would love to see both. Flintstones, I still think we could do live action. But, like... That's just my opinion, though. Right. Um, (laughs) Adam Ant, Captain Planet. Captain Planet would be mind-blowing. Right. Cow and Chicken. Don Cheadle. Cow and Chicken. It's a part of the Hanna-Barbera universe. Animation. Right. Animations. Okay. Um, I was like, live action? What the hell? (laughs) No. I know. Um... Pac-Man. I didn't know there was a Pac-Man show. Powerpuff Girls are part of that. Okay, yeah. But yeah, it'd be cool to see some of these get their own movie. I would love right, to see like some Jetsons again. The Jetsons would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Flintstones are Flintstones. Um, I really liked Yogi Bear when I was a kid. Oh, Yogi. Honey, or hey, hey woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Um, Obviously, Scooby-Doo. Um, you, is that movie getting a sequel, you think, Scooby-Doo? I don't know. Um, I think it is. I mean, if like this is what I liked about like cause usually the Scooby-Doo movies are real supervillains. TV shows are uh, the guys in the mask haunting right. a place or whatever. And this was, you know, well, obviously, like she said, a real supervillain. And they were working with other superheroes. Basically, Mark Wahlberg's character was like a... a uh, what would you call it? A lackluster? No. He's the son of a superhero. <laughs> yeah, and he wants to be just like it. But he's kind of... Dopey. Yeah. yeah. And derpy. Which but is, that's why I love him. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, I don't see any info on a sequel. Okay. Um, then we'll leave it for now. Right. 
Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave that a 49%. Users gave it a 61%. Overall, we gave it a 75 because, you know, it did have cheesy kid moments. Right. It was obviously meant for both sides. Uh, James, our friend James, loved it. And, he you know, I had mo- and he has stuff. kids, so he's got the kids' point of view, and, they pro- and I think they loved it, too. Uh, they did love Zombie Island, so they probably watched that one with him, too. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I guess I'm glad I didn't go to theaters for it. Yeah. But, you know. I think I had my hopes up too high for... I mean, like, it just wasn't old Scooby Doo mm-hmm. stuff. Which I get. You can't re- keep rehashing the same old stuff. But, right. like, I think they did a decent job modernizing it but mm-hmm. it still didn't have like the classic the classic feel. haunted house or haunted theme park or whatever right. sort of thing maybe that'll be the next one that'd be cool um okay trivia so there's silhouettes of fred and wilma in that can be seen on the wall in the haunted house that they go into huh. which i thought was kind of cool this is mark Wahlberg's first animated movie oh surprisingly Really? Appar- apparently. Huh. Which is weird. That's weird. I don't... Is that true? I think that might it's, be right. It's IMDb, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, there's a whole bunch of, like, cameos or Easter eggs mm-hmm. that, like, hint at other Hanna-Barbera, like... Right. Things. One of the Tracy Morgan ones don't mention. Okay, I won't. Um... So, young Shaggy first appears in front of Casey's Creations, named after Shaggy's original voice actor, Casey Kasem. Oh. Um, When Fred, Vilma, and Daphne are driving down the street in the Mystery Machine, they pass by two shops next to each other, Hannah Barbera Shop and Barbera Pizza, (laughs) which I thought was kind of cool. Judy Takamoto is named after the original designer of Scooby-Doo. Oh, cool. Uh, Iowa Takamoto. Yeah. There's three police officers that are named Jeff, J-A-F-F-E, Jaffe, Haffy. Okay. Uh, Casey and North, named for Nicole Jaffe, the original voice of Velma, Casey Kasem, and Heather North. It's not Hefe, is it? No. Okay. Um, for the voices of Scoob and Daphne, the original voices. Oh, okay. Um... And then the R&S Coffee Shop is a reference to Ruby and Ken Spears, the writers who worked on Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And who founded Ruby Spears Productions back in the day. Right. Um, Oh, yeah. The opening credits I already did is a shot-for-shot replica. That was so cool. Um, That's what got me fired up about it. Right? Like, it took, like, a couple seconds before I realized I was like... Hey, yeah. I know this intro. And then the and then I did love the entire like pup name Scooby Doo era part that they showed off. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, in 2017, Dak Shepard was attached to the director, <coughs> excuse me, and writer during the early development, despite his lack of experience with animation. So like, when it was first being developed or pitched or whatever, he was in with people that were going to do it hmm. so it's a bummer that he didn't end up what the hell that's crazy um huh. alexander the great really did have a dog named Perteus. okay Peritus. right which i thought was kind of cool um 
Yeah, there's a lot of, like, naming after things to, like, okay. previous actors, previous right, people that right. worked on the show. Um, this is Zach Efron's, Zach Efron's second real animated movie after the Lorax. I oh. forgot that he was in the Lorax. It's been a minute. <clears throat> wow. But, yeah, there's a lot of just Jason Lee. Justin Long, Bill Hader, Patton Oswalt, and Jack Black were all considered for... Shaggy? Yeah. Oh. But Matthew Lillard. Right? <laughs> I'm still, like, on that one now. I'm bummed. Why? Hmm. Oh, well. Dang. Dice. Dice. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Karen Gillian and Anna Kendrick were all considered for Daphne. <laughs> Go figure. Jenny Slate and Aquafina <laughs> uh-huh. were considered for Velma. Velma, yeah. Which is interesting. But. Well. Do we. There was like some digital trailers that came up. Do you want to talk about? Yeah, any of those? I was about to introduce the trailer park before oh. you ruined it. I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> oh, man. But we get to talk about the newest trailer park because they've finally been releasing trailers again. For some reason, because people think it's safe outside. Let's talk about this new Gerard Butler. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. This movie is called Greenland. I don't have the release date. August fourteenth. Uh, August fourteenth. Yeah. Uh, I do know it has Gerard Butler and what's the what's the chick playing his wife? Morena Bacharin. Yes. Is yes, that how yeah. you say her last name? Yeah. Uh, from if you guys don't know, Deadpool, Gotham, Firefly, Firefly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's basically about an asteroid headed toward Earth, and an inevitable asteroid, a whole Earth. bunch of asteroids, like yeah, just annihilating Earth, right? And I think they like Gerard Butler's just trying to keep his family safe yeah Yeah. and so I think he hears that there's a safe zone in Greenland so Mm. I think they're trying to get to Greenland yeah but like I kind of have a soft spot for like cataclysmic weather same things and we're weird like that I used to watch the day after tomorrow to go to sleep when I was a kid that's not go to sleep but but (laughs) when I was like a teenager yeah teenager but like this this one Twister 2012 like uh, into the storm into the storm like all these like crazy weather right movies i really like so i mean despite it probably isn't going to be that great right i'll probably still watch it we could watch it with geostorm that was the last one that i think i remember seeing him in or not seeing him and knowing he was in gerard butler right and jim sturgis i believe is that really his last movie before god he, no he was in the surfer movie no, the mm. How to Train Your Dragon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that the Angel Has Fallen that series. Oh, that's right. But he has a whole bunch coming out. It's been a little busy. Well, interesting. But yeah, finally can have a trailer park. Do we do reviews on Scoob? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did them fast because they did so poor. Uh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gave Scoob a forty-nine. Users sixty-one. We gave ours 75, gave it the benefit of the doubt. We like the modernization, but, you know, like we said before, definitely was not much of original Scooby-Doo. Right. Just a futuristic version of it. Right. But, yeah. Still had fun, though. It was good. But, all right. 
We're going to go do the usual. And we're going to go watch some stuff. See ya. Bye.